0: chapter two been going through Amos on Sunday nights took a break last night or last Sunday night Amos chapter two and I'll begin reading in verse 13 uh, God uh, speaking of his burden at all the sins of Israel which they continue uh, to commit to commit. Verse 13, Behold, I am pressed unto you as a cart is pressed that is full of sheaves. Uh, Therefore, the flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong shall not strengthen his force, neither shall the mighty deliver himself. Uh, Neither shall he stand that handleth the bow, and he that is swift of foot shall not deliver himself. Neither shall he that rideth the horse deliver himself. And he that is courageous among the mighty shall flee away naked in that day, saith the Lord. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for your blessings and goodness. And, and God, uh, we know that one day you are coming. And, and Father, you will uh, judge the world in righteousness. And you are working in the world now to, uh, to perform uh, your will. And Father, we, we thank you and, and praise you that your goodness to us is promised in your word and your direction is given to us and how to live and and what to do in this life for your glory we thank you dear God and and Lord I ask for the filling of your spirit to minister the word uh, to your church tonight and thank you for the good services this morning the adult Sunday school hour the children Sunday school hour the worship service and and the word that went out over the live streaming dear God and and father I pray that uh, that hearts would yield to your word we understand that uh, as your word goes out, that we can salt, uh, yield to it, and, and our hearts can be soft, or we can rebel, and our hearts can be hardened, and, and we pray that you would help us to, uh, to, the word to go forth, the seed to find that, that, good, that good ground, and, and Father, just that, uh, but that your will be done. We know that either way, you are glorified, and uh, Father, be with uh, those in the nursery tonight, and fill with thy spirit there. And God, I thank you uh, for the hope of heaven that we have, for the love of Christ that's with us always. Lord, for your mercies, uh, as, uh, as Jeremiah had said, are new every morning. And, and Father, we thank you for that. Uh, be with us tonight now in our service and uh, build us up, God. And we pray that in that we'd be edified, that you'd be glorified. And uh, Father, we pray and we ask these things in Jesus' name for his glory, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So tonight, I'm uh, just going to uh, finish up a couple of verses here in chapter two of Amos. And uh, if depending on how much time we have left, I'll read a missionary letter or two. I'm getting backed up on those, so uh, uh, I'll do that. But uh, just finished up a couple verses here in chapter uh, in two. Uh, of Amos. Well, beginning Amos, I'll give a brief review. We took a break last week, but uh, we read in Amos chapter one uh, and verse two uh, that uh, that God is going to show Himself in His working among the nations. The Lord will roar from Zion and utter His voice from Jerusalem, and the habitations of the shepherds shall mourn, and the top of Carmel shall wither. So Carmel, a very uh, uh, blessed place as far as growth and vegetation. If even that, a place like that is going to wither under the judgment of the Lord, it's going to be a serious uh, judgment. And so God is saying here, He's announcing, and, all, and through, uh, all the way through chapter 1 and through the first couple of verses of chapter 2, God is is being clear about the judgment that he's going to bring upon the nations that are around Israel. It relates to those that have mistreated Israel. And, uh, and he gives specific events uh, in Amos chapter 1 and a couple of them in Amos chapter 2 uh, about his judgment. He's going to bring on uh, Damascus of Syria and Gaza and Ashdod and, Ash- and Ashkelon and Ekron of the Philistines, uh, the great city of Tyrus, Uh, The Edomites, uh, the Ammonites, the Moabites, uh, you'd uh, find that uh, all the way uh, through uh, verse uh, 3 of uh, chapter 2, beginning in chapter 1 all the way through verse 3 of chapter 2. He pronounces these judgments, that are going to come. And as we studied that, we cited specific events in history that those could have been referring to, those actual events he's talking about there in Amos, and even some in the future. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, we looked at that. And then we saw in verse 4 of Amos chapter 2 that he, uh, he addresses Judah uh, for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof. So he's going to uh, punish Judah uh, for their disobedience. Doesn't give specific events. Uh, he says, because they have despised the law of the Lord. Uh, you see, Judah, the, uh, the, uh, the southern kingdom, Though they had not gone astray like the northern kingdom, they, they kept the law but, and they held on to that, but unfortunately it became just form. And, uh, and it, was, it was hypocritical. Uh, they also were idolatrous and sinful, and uh, God just said, you haven't kept the law. And uh, uh, you know, he, he has a law, he will be judged by the law, you know, Romans tells us. And so God, no need to mention a specific thing with Judah, they didn't keep the law. And, uh, and so we see that. And then he goes on, uh, talking about the judgments that are going to come. By the way, God is, when he cries out there in in chapter 1 and verse uh, 2, the Lord will roar from Zion. He's saying, world, I'm in control. All these wars that are going on, God says, I'll direct them for my purposes. I'm accomplishing my purposes in these things so uh all these nations had their gods they had their reasons why they thought these wars were going on they had their reasons why they thought they were being won and lost and god was saying this is how it is i'm speaking through my prophet amos this is what I'm doing, by the way, the only God. This is what I'm doing through these wars. This is the punishments that I'm bringing. So God is, uh, is uh, letting the world know uh, that great truth that Israel was to hold forth, that he, the God of Israel, is the one true God. Israel, the Lord our God, is, is one Lord. And uh, he's, he's showing the world that uh, through that proclamation of Amos. Uh, he uh, he uh, addresses Judah he says he's going to punish them that they have not kept his commandments. And their lies have caused them to err. And we talked about that. Uh, that uh, lies uh, just can deal generally with anything that is against the gospel. What is the gospel? The truth. <laughs> Everything else is what? A lie. We talked about that. Remember when we studied the prophet Jonah and he was, he was uh, thrown into the, into, the, into the ocean there. The whale, the whale swallowed him up. Well, before that happened, all his shipmates were praying to what? They're false gods. And uh, they nearly died in, in God just trying to deal with Jonah. And as Jonah was thinking back about that, and all them, all them crying out to their gods uh, to no avail, uh, and uh, they, they didn't get spared until they threw Jonah into the water, uh, Jonah uh, says, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. All those men were crying out to what? Their lies, their lying vanities. The gods that they worshipped that were false gods. And they did them what? <laughs> no good. It was just God's mercy uh, that, uh, that they didn't go down with Jonah as God was trying to reach Jonah. So other things are, 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 are talked about as lies. John eight forty four. Jesus said, are of your father the devil, "'the lust of your father ye will do,' "'talking to the Pharisees. "'He was a murderer from the beginning "'and abode not in the truth, "'because there's no truth in him. "'When he speaketh what?' "'A lie,' he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it he is the father of all false religions all false religions are what lies uh, they are they are not the truth and uh so so we see that jesus said i am the way what the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me and i was thinking about uh, revelation 21 8 and uh where we read, uh, 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 often used in soul winning this, this passage here, but but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters, and what's it say? And all liars shall have their part in, in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And yes, uh, we can use that to refer to, we, to somebody telling a lie. Uh, but, uh, but it actually has the idea of, you know, you know, in baseball, uh, the, fourth, the fourth man up is, is called the what? Uh, up to bat is called the what? He's the cleanup hitter, right? He's going he's gonna to clean up the bases. Uh, well, in Revelation uh, 21, 8 there, God mentions a whole bunch of sins. And by the way, if he missed any, they're all, they're all summed up in that last phrase, and all liars. You see, anything a person trusts in... To believe that they don't need to trust in Jesus Christ to be their Savior while they live in this life is a lie. It is a lie that they are believing. Uh, because they didn't trust Jesus Christ and is a, it is a lie that they are propagating because they're living a life like it's okay not to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior so anything that might have missed in that in that category of Revelation 21:8 is covered by lies uh, anything that keeps us from coming to the gospel that we are believing in trusting in propagating in our words and deeds is an, is indeed a lie and uh and it will not and it will not be uh, uh good for us. anything that we would any dream up as why I don't why I don't need to come to Jesus Christ uh, uh what does the bible say about our weapons of warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down what imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of god bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ <laughs> Any high thoughts you have that, that, that tells you you don't need to come to Jesus, uh, cast that down. That's part of what our battle, our battle is as believers, to cast those lies down and, and to reveal the truth so that people will see they need to come to Jesus. Amen? Well, God wouldn't send anybody to hell. Read your Bible. Amen? And uh, there's going to be a whole lot more people in hell than there, than, than there will be in heaven. And you uh, need, need to read the truth, okay? And uh, cast down those lies. And so we saw that. Uh, uh, and so he, Amos goes as he begins to condemn Israel he goes into more detail with them because he's actually prophesying in Israel and uh, we peeked ahead there in Amos uh, uh, chapter 7 and saw that uh, where he's, he's finally addressed by those in, in Israel the northern kingdom and Amaziah said unto Amos O thou seer go flee thy way into the land of Judah and there eat thy bread and prophesy there and prophesy not again anymore at Bethel, for it is the king's chapel, it's the king's court. So he's being told, uh, "Leave it, you know, get out of Bethel, get out of the king's palace and go to Judah and prophesy there. So we know where he's at, we know where he's, where, where he's, where he's, where he's preaching um, uh, these things. And he talks about some of the sins uh, 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 of Israel. And we, and we studied that, and we compared it with Amos, Amos chapter 8, and found that the general condemnation he's giving Israel, the northern kingdom, uh, their sins can fit really under their covetousness. Uh, the love of money is what? The root of all evil. And the, all the kinds of evil he's listing here kind of comes, comes from covetousness. The northern kingdom was practicing he said uh, uh, in, in verse uh, 6 of Amos uh, chapter 2, uh, he says in the midst of the verse there, I'm not going to turn away to punishment because they have sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes. Those ruling in Israel are taking bribes so that uh, if, you know, two two poor people have a have an issue well the one that might slip my pair of shoes is going to win uh you know if you know if if the righteous have an issue well if one's got a little bit, little bit more money it doesn't matter who's right uh they'll take the bribe that's what was going on and it was very deeply rooted uh that was repeated we saw that as we looked in at uh at verse 8 where the same terms are used helps us define that uh what were they doing chapter 8 verse 5 Uh, they were saying, when will the new moon be gone that we may sell corn and the Sabbath that we may set forth wheat making the ephah small and the shekel great uh, and falsifying the balances by deceit that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes uh, yea, and sell the refuge uh, of the wheat. So we see that dishonesty, that covetousness and, and you, get it, you bribe them, you win. You, you, get your, you get your way in the judgment. And God was getting fed up with that, uh, how, how they were doing that. He told them in verse 11, I raised of your sons for prophets and your young men for Nazarites. Is it not even us who can deny that? But ye gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded the prophets, saying, prophesy not. We saw that they said those very words to Amos. Don't prophesy here anymore. Get out. Go to Judah. So we saw that. And Jesus, what else did God say? God said they gave the Nazarites uh, wine to drink. Uh, Verse 11, I will raise up of your sons prophets, uh, I raised up of your sons prophets, and of your young men Nazarites. Remember, God was showing them. The Nazarite had to restrict his, his, his desires and, and his, his, his fleshly cravings. He had to not eat and drink certain things. He had to, he had to bear shame for the Lord by, by allowing his hair to grow long. And, and so, so Nazarite was a young man taking a vow. And when they would take a vow, what would the leaders do? They'd offer him wine. You know, they want to see him trip up and not, not be faithful to God you remember the northern kingdom of israel had had long left the commandments when they built what those two altars immediately when when they split and they just went farther and farther and farther away and of course when amos is preaching we're in uzziah's Uzziah's reigning in Jew, in in jerusalem and jeroboam the second is reigning in israel so they've been a long time uh, going going in the wrong direction he's wearied with their sinful rebellion and uh he says i'm uh, pressed down Uh, uh, like a car it's like a like a load uh, that that is uh, he's bearing it's the difference between the drudgery of a parent that a parent feels in dealing with a disobedient rebellious child as opposed to the joy and pleasure he feels when dealing with an obedient child and uh, god is wearied uh, with uh, with judah uh, or with israel and their sin uh, their blatant sin much as he was wearied with judah and their uh, hypocrisy. They're, they're, uh, they're keeping the feast, but, but in hypocrisy and, and, and practicing idolatry at the same time. And he was weary with that too. So he tells them judgment's coming. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, it's coming, it's time. Verse 14 The flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong shall not strengthen his forest, neither shall the mighty deliver himself. You won't be able to outrun uh, your pursuers. You won't, de- you won't deliver your life by your strength. Strong shall, strengthen, uh, shall not strengthen his force. His force has the idea of his life force. He's not even going uh, save to save or prolong his life. Uh, you won't deliver your life by strength. The mighty will not overcome their attackers. Verse 15. Neither shall he stand that handleth the bow. And he that is swift of foot shall not deliver himself. Neither shall he that rideth the horse deliver himself. Some interesting uh, phrases here. The the horse, of course, was a powerful uh, weapon of war. Uh, Job talked, uh, God uh, uh, gave Job some information about the horse, how he created the horse. And uh, when God was, was, uh, was kind of rebuking Job a bit there, he said in Job 39, 19, Hast thou given the horse strength? "'Hast thou clothed his neck with thunder? Canst thou make him afraid like a grasshopper? Uh, "'The glory of his nostrils is terrible. "'He paweth in the valley and rejoiceth in his strength. "'He goeth goeth on to meet the armed men. "'He mocketh at fear and is not affrighted. "'Neither turneth he back from the sword. "'The quiver rattleth against him, uh, "'the glittering spear and the shield. "'He swallowed the ground with fierceness and rage.' Neither believeth he that it is the sound of the trumpet. He saith among the trumpets, ha ha. And he smelleth the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains, uh, and, and the shouting. So the horse is, is pictured as a mighty, a mighty instrument of war, charging fearfully and powerfully into the battle. And, uh, and, uh, but what does God say? He says, he says uh, that the horse is not going to deliver the rider. Uh, the bow uh, the bow, what what an effective weapon uh, for them in those days. That would be a very effective arsenal. Uh, we might uh, uh, see that noted. Remember when uh, David was chosen to be king and running from Saul, and, and Saul and Jonathan had to go to battle against the Philistines. And, and the Bible sends, said, Now the Philistines fought against Israel, 1 Samuel 31, 1. The men of Israel fled from before the Philistines. And fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard upon Saul and upon his sons. And the Philistine slew Jonathan and Abinadab and and Melchishuit, Saul's sons. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers hit him. Remember that? Uh, And he was sore wounded of the archers. Uh, You might remember another king. And that was uh, Saul, king uh, of uh, of Israel, before they split up. But later they split up, and there was a king by the name of who? Ahab uh, uh, of the northern kingdom. He went into battle, and uh, and in First Kings twenty two thirty four, a certain man drew a bow at venture and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Wherefore he said unto the driver of his chariot, Turn thine hand and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. And he bled to death in the chariot that night. And they poured out his blood where Naboth had been been killed. You might remember that. But remember when Saul and Jonathan were killed. The Bible says the archers hit him. Uh, You know what David wrote about that? David lamented with his lamentation over Saul and Jonathan, his son. He also bade them teach the children of Judah the use of the bow. We need that. Uh, We need that training. Behold, it's written in the book of Jasher. The bow. Uh, was uh, an effective, a horse, a powerful instrument, the bow, an effective instrument in war. Verse 16, He that is courageous among the mighty shall flee away naked in that day, saith the Lord. You see, you can be a world champion wrestler. You can be uh, a world strong man. And if you don't have a courageous spirit, you're going to flee like everybody else. Uh, there are some people that don't have a lot of physical strength, but they have a, lot of, they have a courageous spirit, uh, and, that gets, and that gets in the victory. Uh, he that is courageous among the mighty, uh, you can be mighty in, in, in physical strength and not be courageous in spirit. He that is courageous among the mighty shall flee away naked in that day, saith the Lord. See, Proverbs 18.14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear Someone who's courageous uh, can, can work through some infirmities and, and even some defeats and get the victory ultimately. But God has something else to say about that when God's against you. Uh, when you're against God, uh, that, don't, that don't work. Uh, that doesn't count. Uh, one can have great strength but have a, fear, a, a, a fearful spirit. You remember when Saul was, was, uh, was uh, they were looking for him to anoint him king? That guy was a big guy. Bible says he was head and shoulders above the rest. He wasn't talking about what shampoo he was using. Okay, he was head and shoulders above the rest. All right, and uh, I know I just preach bad jokes. Okay, Um, but uh, but they're trying to find him. They want to anoint him and. and, he, and the, Bible, they, the Bible says they called the, caused the tribe of Benjamin to come, and, 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 and Saul, the son of Kish, was taken, and they sought him and couldn't find him. Therefore they inquired of the Lord, you know, where is he at? Uh, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. <laughs> this guy that was head and shoulders above everybody else, they're looking for him down, he's, he's hiding under the stuff, okay? You see, he didn't have that courageous spirit at that time and uh and uh but god says you know what when i'm when, I, when i'm coming after you it doesn't matter how mighty you are in spirit or body and is what is what he's saying i'm going to get i'm going to get my job i'm going to get my job done <clears throat> and uh uh and so we see that so even uh the mighty man Uh, with a courageous spirit shall have to flee naked and destitute when God brings his punishment upon them he'll flee he won't even grab grab the proper clothes that he needs to get out Uh, the the courageous man uh, the man who otherwise wouldn't have turned in flight to battle when God's against him Uh, the Bible says that's what's going to happen so what is God saying here without the blessing of God when, God, when God's time of chastening comes, what are you reading in these few passages ending in, in chapter two? Listen, when God's coming after you for, for chase for chastening Israel and Judah and others, the swift isn't, isn't fast enough. The strong isn't strong enough. Uh, the mighty isn't mighty enough. The well-armed isn't well-armed enough. The skilled isn't skilled enough. And the brave isn't brave enough. And I want to tell you, that is an eternal truth. I don't care how many weapons of war we get, how good we get with them. When we get against God, we don't have what it takes to come through a well, do we? And it doesn't matter uh, uh, what our military might is, what our power is, what our standing is. If we are in line for a chastening of God, and it's time to come, it will come. Amen and uh, by the way that would be that would be a good a good a good uh, a lesson for our, for our country and for all those you know who re- things that otherwise it seemed would work you know all those things being strong and being swift and having the horse and, and, and being a good archer well certainly that's the way to victory they they're, they're worthless against god when he wants to bring a judgment all those things are nothing and by the way they won't deliver you god says they won't deliver you And so that would be uh, cause for us to pray, amen, uh, for for revival in our nation and for all uh, whose nations are going astray uh, and such. Uh, See, we can become more vulnerable in our perceived strengths than in our acknowledged weaknesses when it comes uh, to dealing with God. We can become more vulnerable in our perceived strengths than our acknowledged weaknesses, and we need to remember that i think about jethro when he came to israel uh, in in the wilderness you know moses had gone away and and uh, took Zipporah and the kids and then he sent them back to Jethro and Moses finished his work there in, uh, in Egypt and brought them out and Jethro uh, came to see Moses in the wilderness with, 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 with Moses' wife and the kids and such and Jethro uh, uh, said some things to Moses he said, uh, he said this in, in Exodus 18 after Moses told him all that God did to Egypt he said now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods For in the thing wherein they dealt proudly, he was above them. You see that? Anywhere where Egypt said, Oh, we got this, God says, You do, huh? Watch this. Uh, Watch this. And that's what God did. And God what? Destroyed the world power at that time. He destroyed the world power. He took all those horses, all those chariots, all those bows and spears, whatever else they had, and what did he do? He put them in the midst uh, 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 of, the, of the Red Sea and let the walls of water drop upon them. Amen. And God, and God said, that's what I can do. That's what I can do when I'm after a nation. And, uh, and uh, God is a powerful, he is a holy God. And we are so thankful that he's a merciful God. Amen. That's why we uh, joyfully celebrate this day. Because Jesus Christ rose again and he commands all of us now is the time for mercy amen now is the time for grace uh, and, uh, and now is the time to receive that that time will end uh, that time will end that time is running out and so people need to uh, make that decision that's why the Bible says behold now is the accepted time what? behold now is the day of salvation and God wants people to get saved um, even today uh, 1 Corinthians 10-12 wherefore let him that thinketh thee standeth take heed what? lest he fall uh, that thing that you that, that that you or i think will save us apart from god god says you're heading for a fall you're heading for a fall and uh so uh uh news to uh to heed we'll pray about this and read a read a letter and uh, and uh call it an evening uh for tonight heavenly father we worship and praise your holy name you're mighty and powerful and god uh we thank you uh, it is a, a humbling thing to consider what you've done for us uh, in Christ. And, and Lord, um, how, uh, how blessed we are to be in, 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 in a time when, uh, when we have victory through grace and through faith in you. And I thank you for that. Lord, I do pray for our country. I pray for us as believers that, that we would examine our own lives and that we would walk with you. That you would help us to be the lights, Lord, that you have, have called us to be. We need to, to be holy people, as was one of the points presented multiple times this morning. And uh, Father, we need to walk with you. I was reading in my devotions just the other day, thinking about how we are we're to be salt of the earth. And salt only has one purpose, and it's to be salty. And if salt isn't salty, it's just it's no it's no good it's not of use and so father you have called us salt and now only by your spirit and by your word and for the glory of jesus can we be salty i pray that you would help us to be holy you'd help us to be yielded to you and filled with the spirit that's what you mean Uh, those that are living for the next life and not this one uh, that uh, the world cannot do Uh, that is salt all that they have in this life will perish. Uh, nothing that we have, Lord, in you will perish. It's these are eternal things. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you. <clears throat> we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm gonna <clears throat> go ahead and read. Let's see this letter I get up here. Um first. <clears throat> I think we're going to go ahead and go offline for a few minutes, and I want to read one. one.